Well, hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill, Phenom SP3. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel for True Hill Heat 119, Forbidden No More. We're going to get into a lot of the latest wrestling news, including week 71 of the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW Dynamite featuring Christian Cage's in-ring debut versus Frankie Kazarian and WWE NXT featuring the final build to NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Chris Jericho making a shocking announcement that he will be the next guest on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. The what? fallout from ROH 19th anniversary show. The reaction to the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And speaking of them, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Sakura Genesis this weekend. We got preview and predictions, and we might as well do it for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1 as well. But, of course, I am here with the lovely, the beautiful Miss Chrissy Love. Good morning, all. Hello, hello. The girlhood dream is here. How are everyone? Uh, in your in your lair in your in your yeah, fighty lair. Yeah, that's the best the best room in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have the resident True Hill alcoholic himself. It is Saturday morning, but you know what that means for a top guy, JJ. It means that it's five o'clock somewhere. Cheers. Yeah, I was somewhere, and that mana hit it. Hit it. You hear it? Pop. <laughs> yeah, oh. pop somewhere. Of course, and we are joined by a True Hill Heat regular, but since we had a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I thought it was an appropriate time for him to make his return. We have the Stat King. What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, as always. Welcome, Stat. What's going on, friend? Not too much. We had to bring in a very special guest. Last time we went live, we had Rick Uccino of Sports Keto Wrestling. We had to bring in another podcast host, someone who is very witty. I, I joined him on Stephanie Chase's YouTube channel for her New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW Super Card. And I have to say, this man had a stellar card. But he missed out on making Sting versus Hiroshi Tadahashi. He did. He wasn't living the dream. But I'm not going to hold that against him. He is the co-host of Post Wrestling's British Wrestling Experience and host of Gravel App Spotlight. The one, the only, Benno. What's going on, sir? Hey, man. Uh, good, good to be on here, SP3. Yeah, we, we bonded on, on Steph Shaw. I feel like our shows were very, very similar. I think me, me and you could be like a, a booking team, but yeah, I'm never going to live down that uh, that Sting Tanahashi. Uh, not, not choosing that match. That That is the match now. That's, that's the dream match that I want to see, but uh, no, awesome. Got, made up to be here. <laughs> that's the main event, man. You, you should have went mm. with your gut, gone with the main event and, and the dream match, but I do a pretty good job of introducing people, but I love to hear from them themselves their first time on True Hill Heat. So please tell the people everything you're doing because you're a man that's very busy. Yeah, that's it. We're doing a lot at the moment, as you can see. From the hat, I'm, uh, I do the British Wrestling Experience on, on post-wrestling. 
Um, as we were saying before we started, uh, not been the most fun thing to cover the last couple of years, British wrestling, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we do our best. Uh, we're actually going live right after this. We've got a, a, an interview with Gary Michael Capetta of uh, WCW fame uh, on the, uh, the post-wrestling cafe where we're going to be covering uh, British wrestling in Europe. So that's one of the, uh, the hats that I wear and the, the other stuff is, uh, is, yeah, as you said, grapple. Uh, we do the official podcast, The Grapple, which is a, a match rating app um, that everyone can uh, download wherever you, you get your apps. And yeah, over there, we just cover a bit, bit like kind of the rundown you ran through there, really, whatever's going on in the uh, in the week of wrestling. Um, so yeah, I, I feel right at home here. I think I've been I've been talked into cracking a beer here. It's 2.30 p.m. here, so it's not too bad. Um, I've been, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm easily influenced as, as a human being. So it's feeling a lot like being on Grapple right now. So I like it. <laughs> We're, we're going to give Top Guy JJ the moniker of Mr. Peer Pressure. He tends to do this. He did this with Stephanie <laughs> as well. So, so Steph, you and Steph can compare notes and be like, yeah, they make you drink. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Stephanie just had the, she just, she just had the cojones for True Hill Heat at 3 p.m. And come on, you, you can't follow behind Steph and Stephanie's a gem. You can't follow behind Steph and not at least have a beer. Like, you know, <laughs> Got it. You got. You know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it is. It's peer pressure. It's definitely peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. Well, JJ, you talk about my background. Look at his background. His background looks wicked. Well, that, I was saying, has, saying to SP3 before we started. I'm like, oh. podcast. in daytime. Oh, that's my, that's my. Yeah, that's my. Uh, <laughs> that's my things right there. Okay. The Xbox 360. Oh, no, he's talking about Benno. Like, <laughs> like he, he, top guy JJ thinks he's Oh, yeah, about, you know, you know, you know I always go about Titan Up, you know? Any yeah, yours on. looks good, too. <laughs> I love the newspaper in the background. Yes. That, 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 it's like a wrestling card from the, mm. like the old school wrestling card that we used to see. Yeah, I've got, like, I've got like a, a ring of honor sign post up, signed by Ric Flair. Bought that for... Ten pounds once at a show. It was just stood. It was just sat at the side on a merch table. Yeah. So uh, I presume it's the real Ric Flair's autograph on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as we would hope. I hope you didn't get marked. I remember yeah. those shows too. I remember those shows. But yes, this show is all about you guys watching True Hill Heat. So put your comments in the live chat. Join us live if you're watching on Facebook. Twitter or YouTube. We got Jason Michael Campbell watching us on YouTube right now. He says, Sup, y'all. We got Frantic World saying, What's up, everybody? We got, uh, we got, uh, uh, Drunk Guy JJ calling me out on the botch saying, Uh, Sid with the botch five seconds in. My internet was kind of wonky during that whole intro. So, I, excuse me for that. But of course, Drunk Guy JJ has to call it out because I'm on like, Five hours of sleep from our Iron Man. Word, that's all of us. Along. It, it was it was a lot of fun. Twenty five years since Shawn Michaels versus Bret the Hitman are a part of our WrestleMania week lineup, which is going to be a lot of content for you. We are only the on the second day of the WrestleMania week lineup, but we want to hear from you guys. Put your comments in the live chat. We want to hear your thoughts on everything going on in the wrestling world. And, of course, we start off True Hill Heat with the True Hill Roll Call. This is where we shout out everyone supporting us on social media and on YouTube, our top three conversation starters on our True Hills group page on Facebook. We got coming in at number three, once again, is James Wims, top guy JJ. He's, he's there, but he's not up to the number one spot like you want him to. <laughs> he I, listen. I'm, I don't know if I'm after offer him a drink or, 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 or what, I, what, what. What his cup of tea is because uh, we, we we 
We got to turn that up a notch, man. It's WrestleMania week, man. You're supposed to be in that section. Hey, he's getting up there. He's got one more Trujillo heat to get to the number one spot. Uh, Argino uh, Bismo comes in at number two. And coming in at number one for the third week straight is Charles Kirkhoff. We got True Hills. We got a shout out. Coda Bear, uh, Dave Newman, Molly Fernan, and WrestleScopes TV, one of the supporters and the good eggs from the Wrestling Daily community. A couple of YouTube subscriber highlights. We got Kwame Shafir coming in on True Hill Heat 118. WWE Filler Lane was like making an unnecessary stop at a rundown gas station to get <laughs> gas for the car. Wow. That you can get, you gotta highlight comments like that, right? Um, fifth generation Carney says on <laughs> True Hill Heat 118. Top guys, uh, thoughts on Andrade were are 100% bang on the banana. And uh, true, true draw Drosh, who is on Blunt Impact, commented on True Hill Heat 118, and he says it's definitely like Cena versus uh, Brock as far as the AEW versus NXT uh, Wednesday Night War. More so because NXT tried every way possibly, uh, possible to numerously counter-program AEW to the point it's changed their product on the long run. So... That brings us to our top news. We're going to switch it up this week. We're not going to start with the Wednesday Night Wars because we had a big announcement going on just a couple of days ago. Chris Jericho to appear on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. In shocking news wow. for a lot of fans, it was announced via a fantastic video teaser using the old uh, countdown intro that AEW's Chris Jericho will be the next guest on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions on WWE's Peacock on WWE slash Peacock Network. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin later revealed how this came about in an interview with Sports Illustrated. He says, and I quote, I was having a beer one night after my Broken Skull Session uh, interview with The Undertaker aired. And out of the blue, Chris Jericho reached out and said, man, that was a great interview. I sent him back a couple of, of those emojis and one of the beer mug and the other of an eagle. And then he called me right then and there and he suggested the idea. Um, wow. Austin. Austin later talked about how he checked with Vince McMahon to get clearance to get uh, Jericho on the WWE Network with Stone Cold saying, I text Vince and said, we had this badass idea about uh, Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool. Go ahead. Uh, but me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts and all of that. So I text him one more time. Are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the man you gotta act, you gotta make sure. <laughs> Let me clarify, Chris Jericho, not another Chris, Chris Jericho, and he said that Vince uh, gave me the thumbs up, and Chris came out to do the show. So we'll start with our special guest, Benno. What are your thoughts on Jericho being on the Broken Skull sessions? And if you were Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin, and you have AEW's Chris Jericho. On the Broken Skull Session, on the Peacock Network, what is the one question you are going to ask? Oh, wow. Uh, I think the, the questions I'd want to ask are get cut out of the broadcast, unfortunately. That's the, uh, that's the thing I worry about, because, I, I mean, initially, like, it's just shock, isn't it, that, that this, is, this is happening, that, that it's been agreed to, that Jericho is appearing on, on, on a WWE show. It, in a way, it doesn't shock me that Tony Khan agreed like something like that. Like, as you could imagine him saying, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to go on there and, and 
you know, if anything, it helps us. You know, you put yeah. yourself over, maybe throw an AEW reference in there. That's a good thing. It's Vince McMahon giving it the green light. That's the shocker for me. But it just yeah. it makes me think at this point in his career, does one, does Vince McMahon know what AEW is? And two, does he know <laughs> <laughs> does he know that Chris Jericho works there? Or has he forgotten? Like that's the that's the oh, only explanation for me how this wait, has happened. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an old, he's an older man. I'm not saying anything. I'm he's probably just thinking, thinking to himself, like, does Fozzie have a record out? Like, is Jericho doing <laughs> promo? Like, what is? Is he going to the shows? Yeah. He's like, he's like, what is going on? Why is he reaching out right now? Um. Yeah. So, Stag King. Who is this? Your... <laughs> well, no, Beto. What is your? What is the one? Uh, the one question that you you have to you have to give us one question that if you're Stone Cold, you have to ask. Chris Jericho. And please, in the comments, all of our viewers, put in the live mm. chat what your question would be if you were Stone Cold to Chris Jericho. I think yeah, I'm a troublemaker, so I, I just want to know, you know, why he left WWE? Why he signed for AEW? What's the difference is working for AEW versus WWE? I want to see that stuff covered. Um, I Knowing Stone Cold Steve Austin, I imagine he'll ask those questions. Like I said before, though, the question is whether that makes it past the editing team. Um, and you know Jericho, he's, got, he's not going to avoid talking those kind of subjects. I just hope, yeah, we get questions like that and it's not just, oh, remembering, you know, 1999 when you, when you came to the WWF and it's all historical stuff. Like, I want that covered too, but that's what I want to know about. I want to know, like, uh, yeah, WWE to AEW exit. Understandable. Stat King, what is your thoughts on Jericho being on the Broken Skull session and what is your question? I like it. I think that it's good for both companies. I think uh-huh. that uh, one, th- one thing that Tony Khan's always kind of been about is he doesn't care if it necessarily benefits, if, if something benefits AEW in the short term or the long term. It's more about, mm-hmm. is this good for wrestling? <laughs> is this good for wrestling fans? And I think that having, even if, even if Jericho wasn't part of AEW, Jericho on the podcast is something good for wrestling and for wrestling fans. So I think Tony Khan is looking at it from that perspective. And he's like, if we get if we get some kind of bump off of it, if there's some kind of short-term or long-term benefit that we have because of it, the more the merrier. If anything, if anything, it looks like he can use that to other promotions that <clears throat> ROH that haven't come into the fold of this forbidden door being opening. And he can say, look, we're willing to work with WWE, obviously. We let Jericho go on there. So maybe there's something we can, we can figure out amongst ourselves. Uh, and as for the question, um, this would definitely not make the broadcast, but I saw a meme that, uh, that, that asked a question, and I think it has to be asked, where was your wife on January 6th, 2021? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wow. would have to be the question, but it's not making the, it's not making the broadcast for sure. Wow. Okay. Coming in. Coming in hot. All right. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Chrissy. Chrissy. Love. You got to follow that. <laughs> um. <laughs> who's the better boss? <laughs> Tony hmm. Khan or Vince? Ooh. Um. That, I'm sure I know the answer to that one, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, I think it's great. Um, it just shows growth, I guess, for Vince. Just a teach. Just not a lot. Just a little bit, um, because Vince is still a fuckboy. But anywho, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it just shows that you know you don't have to be so petty to like you know bring up both brands. And and like he said, like John said, you basically in the long run, if it's gonna promote AEW, 
just a little bit on someone else's network, why not? He's been doing it on Impact for the longest now. So listen, hey, why not one more one more stop on the road to being AEW greatness, right? Another, so, another notch on on his map of taking right. over the Check. wrestling world. Exactly. <laughs> Going to have an AEW star on the Peacock Network. Top guy, <laughs> JJ, what's your thoughts? What's your question if you're Austin asking Chris Jericho? First of all, honestly, kudos to motherfucking Vince McMahon. Like, I ain't even going to lie. Like, for him to actually... No, I'm just saying, like, he's actually starting to realize that we're in 2021 and not 1997. That, that every you know good publicity is actually a good thing for wrestling that might actually get more eyes on his product in a very struggling time on a viewership side they're not struggling mm. financially but <laughs> on the viewership <laughs> side on the viewership side a little bit of a struggle but um the 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 honestly the the question would be honestly the straw that broke him to just say I'm done like, what was it? Like, because obviously every man has his breaking point and just want to see what, because he was obviously so loyal for almost for, for almost 20 years. Like, what was it? Like, because once mm. he got to AEW, once he got outside of the WWE, you saw all his creative juices flowing. Mm. What was the straw? Because clearly he didn't have much power when he was over there. Mm. That's, what, that's what it seems like the most is that he had... He has freedom here, and that's why he's been on this hot streak, whether it's been in New Japan, whether it's been in AEW, without Visit Man since, like, the turn of the last, like, four or five years. Chris Jericho has been one of the hottest wrestlers in the entire industry, and this is such a great opportunity for not only, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin to interview him, the WWE, Peacock Network. This is a draw, like... For people who aren't instantly drawn in by WrestleMania and the allure of the big show, they have something of a podcast that's going to draw people in, at least going to have one or two quotes that you're going to want to talk about. You know, whether it's just them talking about their <laughs> WWE career or not, he's an AEW guy. Like, he's an AEW guy now. So just having him on the Peacock Network feels like it's a big time, you know, occasion. Mm -hmm. And if this is the little nuggets that we get of a working relationship of some kind between AEW and WWE, I'm all for it. I'm not I'll take for it. the tribalism. Yeah. Uh, yes. More, yes. more togetherness. If something is good, it's good. Whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, New Japan, we call it like we see it here. I know Benno does the same on his podcast or whenever he's talking about whatever. He talks about British wrestling and he says British <laughs> wrestling is dead. So this man calls it like he sees it. So I know he does the same, but I, I, I enjoy nuggets like this. This is a little little treasures mm -hmm. for wrestling fans because this is an occasion that I think none of us saw coming. So it's very fun. So it's better than nothing. It's true. No, this it's is true. better than something though. This is actually yeah, not just a standard guy. This is right. Chris freaking Jericho. Like this is this is huge, <laughs> dude. This is huge. Yeah, I think Jericho's uh, the only guy who can pull this off as well. I think he's the only one who's got the yeah. power in both companies to kind of, yeah. you know, to, to be a name enough yeah. to, to be let him on the network and to yeah. talk, if he had to, talk Tony Khan into doing it yeah. as well. But I know you say that's to speak my mind. That's I disagree. I just want war. 
I don't want this friend's business. I to take this the business. That's my long-term plan. I want like Tony Khan to own the corpse of World Wrestling Entertainment one day, but I'm just a bitter fan. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> you want the Fed dead. You want the Fed yes. dead. Oh, man. Look, man, I've had to sit through three-hour rows for how many years? 20 years of this shite? Like, I, that's all I want. I, I want Big Tone to be here. Uh, must you really remind end. us? Must you remind us about the, the post-attitude three hours of Raw that we hey, have they, to ignore? They remind us because that's the only thing available on the Peacock Network. But we got John Elite. Probably literally, yeah. It, no, it is. Literally. <laughs> John Elite, uh, we got in the comments saying, Sup, guys. The question, how is Ken... Uh, no, the question now is, how, can they even talk about stuff regarding AEW? I think that... I'm sure. Every, Everyone will be talking about the fact that they didn't if they don't. So right. they have to. Have to. Just, whether, yeah. And I think it should, they should be right at the start, but regardless of when they do it, they have to touch on something regarding something, yep. Yeah, this would be the biggest blunder that they could possibly have if they don't, uh, if they don't talk about the obvious. Yep. They gotta talk about the obvious. This is what every wrestling fan is obviously gonna be tuning in for. Yeah. So, to so, talk about anything other than that, it's a big blunder, and there, yeah. there, there are easy ways to transition into it. You just, you just have uh, Stone Cold bring up the the fact that Jericho beat him and Rock in the same night, and then Jericho says something along the lines of, "That's not the only first I've ever done." And then they ask him about being the first champion, and yeah, there's no ways to do it. There is no wrong way to talk about that yeah. shit. They're gonna segue right into it. They just gonna blast right into it. Ain't gonna, gonna, be no, gonna be no setup. Yo, Stone Cold is gonna. I hope it's just he just shoot the shit. And just yeah. start popping the questions because he's really good at that. Yes, you want you want Austin to shoot a shot. All right, we we got to move on to what we miss, guys, because we always talk about the Wednesday night wars, and this is the second to last time that we will be talking about a Wednesday night war. Christy, one will be the return of your drums. Can you can you believe it, Christy? I know, I'm so sad. Oh, this is so bad. So, I will let you get your drums in. We're going to give them the ratings. We're going to talk about what happened on both shows. And then we're going to get everybody's opinion on what was the better show for the week. Chrissy Love, take it away. So, for week 71 of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite comes in with 700,000 viewers. To WWE NXT with 658,000 viewers. This is one of the lowest markers for them of 2021, the lowest since February 10th. <sighs> uh, pretty good shows on, on both accounts, oh, even man, though yeah. you know, the ratings are down for both shows. Uh, AEW Dynamite with one of their more complete shows, headlined by an amazing, overachieving arcade anarchy match where Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T defeated Miro and Kip Sabian thanks to the returns of Chris Statlander, Trent, and the real legend, Trent's mom, Sue. <laughs> Sue. <laughs> Christian Cage defeated uh, Frankie Kazarian in a thrilling opener. Very impressive uh, in-ring debut for Christian in AEW. Uh, QT Marshall turned heel officially, punching Arn Anderson to cause the first no contest in AEW history against Cody. And then Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and Anthony Ogogo um, joined forces with QT to beat down the Nightmare family. 
Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers beat the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid in an awesome trios match. Yes. Match John Moxley and the Young Bucks confronted the Elite star Don Callis verbally assaulted. He he verbally raped Matt Jackson backstage. I felt bad for Matt Jackson. Um, the inner circle returned to get revenge on the pinnacle in a very fun backstage brawl. And then over on NXT, it was more final build for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Raquel Gonzalez beat up Io Shirai ahead of TakeOver three times in a making Io Shirai a dummy babyface night, it seemed, uh, throughout the night, uh, before Io got revenge in a show-closing brawl to end the show. A beautiful video package hyping Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly unsanctioned match at TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And we got great, a great promo from Tommaso Ciampa, as well as final hype for Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor. Benno, we're going to start with you. You are our special guest. What did you think was the better show th- this week, AEW or NXT, the second to last of the Wednesday Night War? I mean, you could ask me any week, and I'm going to say AEW. I'm very much an AEW homer. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on this one, SV3. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, AEW, like... <laughs> <laughs> AEW, like, they've had such a great run this recent in these recent times. I suppose it's really frustrating that it doesn't result in great viewership like you mentioned those numbers there like seven hundred thousand. it's just like just doesn't feel appropriate for i think the quality of the show these these last few weeks it probably says something about the fact that they've been going with you know unproven acts in main events you know you look at last week jo- uh, john silver being in, in a main event you know is i know he's in there with a with a darby allen but still you know that they took a chance and that kind of worked and this week they took a chance with a main event that, let's all be honest, the feud has been pretty terrible. Uh, Kipsabian and Miro against uh, against the best friends. I mean, it, the match itself turned out incredible, but you know, it pro- it's probably no surprise that it didn't do great in in the ratings overall. But as far as quality of show goes, Jeff, it's got to be AEW because I, I I can't remember the, a show where when the show ends, I was in as good a mood as I was when AEW ends. You know, Pixies playing, they're all giving the thumbs up to Sue. You know, it's just it was feel good wrestling television that you don't get. Like when was you don't get that from? I mentioned before about you know I'm 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 still bitter at the the twenty odd years of for me the last the last twenty years of WWE yeah. haven't really given me a happy moment like that I can't think of any uh, maybe yeah. maybe the CM Punk summer of Punk if you if you forced me but like and this was just a, a TV main event and it left me feeling like that so I think that says everything and I think yeah right now AW have got it down as far as pride and like a variety show TV. Uh, product you know you get a great six man with the lucha brothers you get a great nice moment at the end you get big angles like the uh the inner circle stuff and even you know the the cody stuff as well it was just it was a homeroom dynamite uh, this week for me so i've got to go with them yes we got one for aew from benno we're going to take it over to stat king since you're joining us Sir, what did you think was the better show for the week? Or should we even be asking yeah, you? Gotta, your last, gotta, your last gotta. couple of times on here, you told me you didn't need, you don't even watch NXT anymore. And that's, Good you're going to make me, make me <laughs> start doing like Romeo. And be like, come on, give them a chance. I have not watched any WWE products since the Raw after Money in the Bank, with the exception of... The Roman yeah. Reigns, with the exception of the Roman Reigns Jay Uso match, the first time they had the match, because uh, True Face Steve asked me to watch it for my opinion. 
So I, it's, it's, I can't really, I'll, I'll punt on the question of picking which show, but yeah. I will say that Dynamite was a incredible, really good show. Just from, just from the, to pick up on what Benna was saying, just that feel good moments throughout the entire mm-hmm. show. And mm-hmm. they, they were able to sprinkle in feel bad moments which were then properly counterweighted by the feel good moments. We start like just the fact that they're starting off with Christian Cage and Frankie mm-hmm. Kazarian. Like that's you would almost expect that to be either the main event or you know somewhere deeper in the in the in the card like maybe right around that hour mark so that you have people switching over and all that kind of stuff, but they were like, "No, we're going to we're going to start with the, with our big name." And Christian did not disappoint in that first singles match in what six seven years. I mean, he looked a little, he did look a little gassed at, at some points, but he, but throughout, but throughout the whole match, they told a really great story of not needing to. I, I think like that match helped to differentiate some of the other things from AEW because a lot of times we get that top rope spot where they jump over and there's everybody crowded around on the outside. We get. A Tope Suicida. How many times is Excalibur says Tope Suicida more times than like Michael Cole says WWE Universe? So like it's <laughs> it's it's a high it's 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 a high number of times you see that in the match. But these two guys went out there and told more of an old school story. And for somebody who uh, you know cheap plug, if you guys aren't watching Dark Power, as the guy who reviews AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, to see a storyline play out on Dynamite that really originated and found its home on dark has been really great. This is something that I've been, I've been talking about and saying that they need to work on Anthony Agogo, who is always on commentary for AEW dark. If you listen to him, he praised QT much more than Cody. He always talked about his loyalty to QT and the training that QT teaches him over Cody. When Nick Camarado joined the, the nightmare family, QT Marshall came out with him for his matches and Nick Camarado would come out with QT for his matches. Aaron Solo has a connection there as well because he's the guy who teams up with Lee Johnson who praised Cody and Dustin and Brandy but not QT, and Aaron Solo is the one who takes the pinfalls. So all three of those guys have a reason to be siding with QT over Cody, and to see that happening in real time is really great. And then that inner circle return was was outstanding. Just and the final shot of taking off the placard of uh, the pinnacle and putting up the placard of the inner circle. If if that's, I, I have a feeling that's going to be the uh, the next stadium stampede. That's what I'm hoping for, and uh, that'll be that'll be really that'll be a really good thing. We know that Tony said that he wants to do it once a year, like make it kind of an event, and they're clearly building towards that. Either them or I guess maybe the Hardy family office versus the Dark Order. But that was just a really great episode. Loved it. Yeah, now that you mention that, I'd rather the stadium stampede be the Hardy family office versus the Dark Order because the Santana and Ortiz portion of that brawl did not was not feel appropriate with how they were in the stadium stampede. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. that yeah. Be guts, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> this seems like a blood and guts type of match when when a guy's mm. trying to poke his eye out with a piece of wood. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the point we're going to. Chrissy Love, yeah. what was the better show for the week this week? So I feel bad that NXT has such horrible ratings because it could have been a, at least in the sevens because it wasn't a bad show. It was a good show for the lead up. Someone playing with my damn light. Hold on. 
They pulled out the Super Bowl on you. They pulled out that Ravens night of Super Bowl and cut your lights off. AEW is having a lights out match near you. Unsanctioned. It's, it's, your, it's, your, it's your kids. Your kids are about to have a lights out man. This review is unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. Man, you heard, no, the kids are about to have a lights out. You you yeah. feeling all right? Um, you see, my head came off real fast. Hold on, wait. Um, anywho, she became Mama Lynch real quick. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but um, it's unfortunate that their ratings uh, were low. Because it was a good show and it was a good lead off to what we're going to see this upcoming week. However, the better. Sh- you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody's playing some tricks on you, Booble. Oh, man. It's when the fiend. It's when the fiend. When I get off this podcast, boy, oh, boy. And I know they're watching. That's why. When I Wait, see so boy, I just want to know which one is it, London or Bryson? It could be Bryson. Mm-hmm. No, not, not that no. <laughs> I don't even know. They're probably doing it together. Oh, this is and definitely on purpose. This, this is definitely, definitely on purpose. On purpose. I'm gonna this is a nice that. little prank. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but my show for the my answer hey. is AEW. Okay, so someone will keep playing with my damn lights. They clicking on like <laughs> you can't do shit. You're recording live. You're recording. You can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was the better show for the week? You know what's crazy? Kind of picky and like and in a sense I'm picking what Chrissy says a little bit is that I'm actually enjoying what NXT is offering to me on this road to take over. I just wish that take like it kind of feels like they've actually had a little bit of time for this stand and deliver build. So they've had about a month or so at least compared to their standards of having two to three weeks to build the whole pay-per-view. I'm just kind of not feeling that they're, they're throwing, like, 27 matches for TakeOver now. Like, oh, shit, they have one. Right. Or- oh, it's a right. match for TakeOver. Oh, it's a match for TakeOver. <laughs> like, so I think they have about, what, 13, almost. They have, like, 11 matches total for TakeOver, which is a first. Like, that's that's but never happened for a TakeOver before. But but 11 matches, like, that's that's a lot for a TakeOver. So I'm expecting a lot out of this TakeOver. Um, but as far as the shows, honestly, like I, I'm gonna go slightly with AEW because they over delivered in that arcade anarchy match for me because I thought that match was gonna be such shit. I, I really <laughs> thought the, the feud, the, the feud has been whack. Like yeah. let's let's not let's call a spade a spade. Like yeah, AEW no. has been delivering on so many cylinders. This feud has not been one of them. Yeah, you're right. Um, and and the fact that they turned they this was the one this is their AEW's version of turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Because <laughs> for, for one yeah. week this was golden to see. Like this was golden to see. Like seeing Trent come back looking like a badass, and then seeing seeing Miro damn near looking like he about to kill Mama Sue. <laughs> and, and, and everything about it was just fun. Like the they, the, the arcade spots was fun. I was considering trying to turn in twenty thousand tickets to get a to get one of those to get one of those props out of the wall too. It, it was it was such good work by them, and I, I really commend when they over deliver on something. It doesn't make it like oh my god, this is one of the best shows. But honestly, like they they delivered on so many other still. Like my god, 
the MVP of that whole the whole night to me, this is just my opinion, was Don Callis. Like, oh my God, what Don Callis did to to, to Matt Jackson. <laughs> oh my I was like, you just got Please. I think John Callis like, has been waiting for this opportunity please. to happen oh so bad. God, Don Callis, Don Callis, like he's having so much fun doing. Oh this my movie. god, yeah. Like, dude, his <laughs> mic work has been phenomenal since even partnering with AEW. But to me, that was his best work right there. Like, he, yo, the what he did to Matt Hardy, what I'm sorry, Matt Jackson emotionally, <laughs> what he did to him emotionally. Like he got him so mad, and then his heart came out. He's like, "That's it, Dad, You really are. You're you're pathetic. I don't even want to see you." Like, he's, bored. He, he's, he's so he's so into it. He's so into it. He forgot he he forgot he's Canadian. He's like, "That's it, eh?" Like, 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 Don, like, Don Callis is bringing such an element to Kenny Omega's entire story. Like, it's just making me enjoy this heel run more than I've enjoyed any heel run guy and God knows how long. Like, this is, this has been such fun to watch. Such fun to, such fun. And AEW to me is just clicking. And then the inner circle return was to me like oh my god that brawl was fucking beautiful like there was just mm. so many areas that i feel like ewqt marshall calling me disintrigued though i don't give a fuck about any of that <laughs> yeah uh, no that shit was one it was i don't give that shit to me was poorly executed that shit was whack as hell the attack was garbage like the best thing about the entire attack to me was that power driver to dustin like that that was like the that was the best thing. But that the gut punch, a gut punch to Cody, like really He's a boxer. He's a boxer. What a, He's what a boxer. boxer. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, come on. Like, whatever. We're in a wrestling program. You're gonna hit me with oh one oh, he's a, oh, the boxer hit him with a gut punch. Like, whatever. <laughs> come on. I'm calling spades spades. Like that 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 power driver was sick. I loved the power driver on the stairs. That shit was a thing of beauty. But the rest of it to me, man. It's about it's about as <laughs> devastating. It's about as devastating as when you know Adam Cole hits Kyle O'Reilly with a super kick that Kyle O'Reilly's taken a thousand times in the matches, but then he just sells it for like five minutes as though this is the most devastating move, like a pile driver on steel steps. That's kind of like I guess that's I guess that's similar to what you're saying about a, an Olympic level boxer. Hitting somebody with a gut punch. All right, so 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 so. Underestimating. So 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 so. Well, hold on. So so did I did I did I fuck up with your opinions? No, sir. This is my view and my opinion of the show. I thought that was weak as hell for an attack on the main guy of the nightmare family. It was only a gut, and then and then to say, oh please, he's your friend. No, he's not your friend. You just fucked up his whole family. He's not his friend anymore. Y'all not friends. His friend. No, he's mm-hmm. not. They're not friends anymore. They're not friends. Fuck up my whole, fucked up my whole right. family. My whole family. It's a dub. It's a dub. For me, it's, it's less the execution of the angle and more the fact that it's QT Marshall. Exactly. Like, am I really that's supposed fair. to care about QT Marshall? Like, that's the problem. Like, can Cody calm down and pick a feud? Like, how many, how many, like, <laughs> things is the dude involved? He's got ADHD. He can't concentrate on one feud at a time. He has to be involved in everything. And now he's lifting up his real life best friend to give him a faction. But it's QT Marshall. <laughs> like, who can care? Yeah, like that. That's the better point. Like it's QT Marshall. So 
obviously not that many people are going to be interested. But I didn't think I would be writing or, t- or tweeting that QT Marshall led stable had a good stable had a good introduction. That was a good introduction in a vacuum. That was a good at a good a well executed angle. It put over the guys that he was with. Nick Camarado, I think, is going to be the star. He looks like a freaking cage, and he has such a unique look. And Anthony Agogo, if they can actually get him some seasoning, he does have potential. So we got mm-hmm. in the comments uh, for on YouTube, we got Nick Jackson saying, RK Anarchy was way better than I thought it would be. Popped hard for Chris and Trent's returns. And my boy Christian with a great debut match with uh, Kaz. Uh, we got Jason Michael Campbell saying, everything in AEW is terrible. Get some He's actual such a hater. He's a hater. Uh, the, don't even read it. We can definitely trash that opinion. Don't read it. Do not just, read it. Just that I will be on the same page about trashing that. I mean, I mean, every man has an opinion, but God, that shit is wrong. That shit is all wrong. Don't even read the rest of that. Delete it off the screen, please. Nope. <laughs> I gotta listen to Chrissy Love. Chrissy Love is running the show here. We got fifth generation Cardi saying the vignettes on NXT were almost better than the matches. They were. They, that, I don't, yeah, that, I don't remember the and, matches on NXT. And, 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 and that's why the show. That's why the show. And then the backstage stuff with um, with uh, Gonzalez and an EO. That was that was the the stuff that was good. Yeah, Raquel and EO was good all night. Um, and then that that video with Colin, Colin Adam, like that was that was a thing of fucking beauty. That was a thing of fucking beauty to watch. Like NXT has been these has been pretty good. Like um, we're not saying that they've been terrible, but AEW we've been saying it for the past what few months now that AEW just clicks on different cylinders and we get a- NXT the bone when it gets it. But AEW just it's just a better shit. There's, re- there's a reason they're moving to Tuesdays. There's a reason for reason. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Jason Michael Campbell saying, that's nice to know, JJ. I wasn't even counting on that many matches, but at least 10 with five on each night. Yeah, so I think it's only like 10. I think it's five per night for uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver. We also got uh, Jason trying to make up for his last comment. I like Don Callis much better in AEW than I did oh, when please. he was known as the Don't Jackal in WWE. We got uh, Romeo saying, way too many characters and factions on AEW. They haven't even gotten uh, QTR Marshall uh, over yet, and he's leading a group now. Too much. Of course, Romeo has to get his licks in since he won't it, be reviewing AEW Dynamite anymore. It's QT Marshall, it. man. Like, hold on, get the fuck out of here with that, man. It's QT Marshall, <laughs> man. I'm sorry, so, man. Cody's friend, bro. Like, if the faction, if the faction lives forever on dark and dark elevation, I'll be happy. So, that shit is gonna be the, that shit is gonna be the retribution of AEW. Think about think I'm with about, it. I'm oh, with God. it. I'm with it. <laughs> think um, about think about Stad King here. He's got to he's got to have something. He's got to have a faction for dark and dark elevation. So he's got his faction now. We got to move on, guys. Well, uh, well, obviously my pick. I'm just gonna go with you guys. Unanimous AEW wins. Like I said, I think a- I think NXT the the vignettes were better than the matches. If you put both last week and this week of NXT together, it's a awesome go home show. When you split yeah. them apart, it's a very good show last week and a good show this week. And AEW had one of their better shows because that lineup. Yeah. Didn't look good going in, and it over delivered. Especially arcade anarchy, like like Benno said, just happiness. I don't, I don't feel happy when I stop watching WWE shows. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, though, I really do like Zoe Stark. 
I really like Zoe Stark. We've established that. You said that like... like, I'm going to say that 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 (laughs) Zoe Stark is pretty damn good. All right, we got to move on to WWE SmackDown, which was last night, Daniel Bryan defeating Jey Uso in a street fight, as well as YouTuber and influencer sensation and boxer, apparently, uh, Logan Paul and uh, brother of Jake Paul, uh, Logan Paul. At uh, was at Sami Zayn's red carpet yes. premiere, which was a single <laughs> character performance like you never been seen in WWE before. And Sami Zayn is just on point as this annoying yeah. yes. character. He was yep. very entertaining during the segment. Logan Paul didn't add much, but he wasn't no. offensive. So it was what it was. Chrissy, you you love you some SmackDown. What was your thoughts on last night's show and everything going on with Danny O'Brien, Edge, and Roman Reigns? Um, Sami Zayn, my God, like this is this this character that he's doing right now. It's it's pretty damn good, and it's just like I don't know if they need. To, we always need an annoying one. I guess Bailey was the annoying one. Now we have Sammy. Is that that makes sense? Like they were, you know. And Sammy's doing so good, and like him dressed up, he had the hair. The, everything was just like wonderful for him last night. We didn't really need um, Mr. Paul. Like we didn't really need him because he didn't really add much to it, like you just said. But overall, I think the segment was good, thanks to Sammy. <laughs> so that's a that's a plus for that. Um, and showing more shine for Sammy, even if it's in a comedic and stupid, annoying way for him. He's not wrestling, but he's still being shown. And still delivering, so that's good for me. I can, you know, appreciate that part for Sammy because he's not sitting in catering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. The whole Daniel Bryan, um, uh, Jay uh, and uh, Edge Roman thing from last night wasn't bad. Um, it, it made Daniel look really strong. Of course, you know he got the win, but um. He was the one that came out on top and, you know, kind of dominated everyone last night. So that's pretty cool. I guess it's the, it's the, this is the one that's really building up, I guess, their matches. Um, the Sasha and Bianca still a little meh. I mean, now they've made it. The, uh, is it officially now that they're headlining? The, is it is, is official? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. We're going to go over that, yeah. Okay. So I will, I'll keep that comment for that, for that time. But overall, the show, you know, it's it's, it's better than Raw. That's Everything is better than Raw, but, you know. <laughs> that's always a good yeah. Um, not a bad show. Good for, you know, the next, you know, for build up for, you know, what's coming for next week. So we'll see what's happening. Benno, you you say that you you don't you don't watch too often WWE, but what's been your thoughts on like SmackDown's output, kind of being the lead brand and everything going on with like Roman Reigns over there? Yeah, that's it. Like, I think I I don't really care for WWE TV at this point. Like, I'm past the point where I'm, I'm going to put myself through that investment. <laughs> <laughs> that that twenty years of bitterness, man. That shit is real, yo. Man, like, the amount of the amount of times they've made me go. You know what? Actually, it, it's been pretty good these last few weeks. They always bang in the end, always. And I've loved this Roman Reigns stuff, like especially a couple of months back when you know when he first started getting into it. He's been. It's literally SmackDown is Roman Reigns chewing scenery and just things happening around him. He's incredible, yeah, like absolutely incredible. Like, like, 
he's so, he's so good at this character. He should have done it four years ago. You know, he'd be the world's biggest babyface now if they, they pulled that trigger. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that again, because he's going to get cheered at WrestleMania now, which is the irony of all ironies. But what can you do? But yeah, I, I, I do genuinely, generally enjoy SmackDown. I think it's had some weak. Uh, weeks recently, um, yes. not as good yeah. as it was a couple of months ago, but yeah. I thought this week's show, you know, I watched it live last night and I enjoyed it overall. I think uh, the Roman Reigns Brian Edge story, I can give or take. I mean, Edge, right. Jesus Christ, like lockdown's been hard for all of us, but what's happened to that man in the last three years? He was a good looking dude, like he's he's aged about 30 years in like you five matches back with the week. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vikings had him like you know change his whole like look and his hair and his yeah, the face short hair and stuff. Yeah, so it oh, had yeah. to all change it up and it, it was it was more for the acting role. So that's I that can give you that yes, a little yes. bit. Well, oh, fair enough, fair enough. But he just I don't know. I, I don't know how much I want to see Edge. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how much I want to see Edge in twenty in twenty two and two on really. Um, but I do appreciate that they've changed gears and they've he's basically a heel now. If not, a, if not a tweener, you add Daniel Bryan to any match, it's going to make me more interested. Um, and if anything, you know, yeah, it's that it's that wonder of what happens when you put them three men in front of a live crowd at WrestleMania. How does a live crowd react to it? So, you know, despite themselves, they may be interested in that storyline. Uh, the rest of the show, I can give or take. I mean, I like to be honest. I, I thought um, Jake Paul was okay, you know, for the segments. I think as far as celebrities coming in and having to fit into a WWE structured segment goes, I don't think he looked huge or out of place. He looked like a normal human being, you know, just in the way he was dressed and he's like a, he's like a, he's, he's like a real, like a normal, like person, but also I think for maybe I'm an old man, but younger people than me, I always think of my little brother. He's a genuine celebrity. If anything, he's, culturally relevant in a way you wouldn't expect WWE to know about. You know, there's no way Vincent Mann knows who he is or who KSI is. He's more of an AEW hire than a WWE hire, I think. So, I don't know. I, I see a lot of talk about him being a, a negative to the Owens and, and Zayn stuff, but yeah. you know, for me, I, I don't think he's... Maybe he's not a huge positive, but I, I don't think he's a negative in any way either. And, you know, I love Zayn and Owens. I've always loved them back to the Jericho and Steen days, but, you know, WWE have, you know, I've done that match a lot of times, you know, and it, it's hard. It, it sounds crazy for me to say that, like, it takes something to get me interested in them two going up against mm. each other again. But I think this adds something. I think you're absolutely right that, yeah, Sami Zayn's character work has been incredible. Like, he's a real highlight of TV as well. So, yeah, I've got a huge problem with that either. So, yeah, they're kind of the two programs that stick out <laughs> to me as uh, interesting right now. Yeah, there's two points that I, I want to piggyback off of what you said. Like, I think that. The, I think going in, we probably thought, especially like after like Fast Lane, that Edge was the tweener, Roman was the heel, Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. is the babyface. I think they firmly have established that Daniel Bryan is the baby, the babyface in this feud. But Edge has really positioned himself as the heel. He's the one that's mm-hmm. whining all the time. He's the one that's really mm-hmm. sniping at Daniel Bryan, while Roman Reigns has kind of been stuck in the middle and forced into a situation that he doesn't want to be in. He's right. the owner. I think WWE knows what you, we all know, that Roman Reigns is going to have some fans at WrestleMania come WrestleMania Sunday. So it's better to position him in this way than otherwise. And also what you said with uh, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like the Logan Paul situation, I think that it's good, like you said, for the whole feud because it puts them in a prominent position. They were on the top of the 
for the top of the second hour on this show. They've been like mm-hmm. in very prime positions during this whole feud, and now they have a celebrity involvement. And you take the two matches that are like ROH dream matches at WrestleMania with Cesaro and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That last night, like that Seth Rollins and Cesaro segment, that was filler. That that could have like they they didn't know where they wanted to go with that. They didn't know their destination. They didn't tell us anything new. They in fact confirmed that this is the same exact storyline that we saw with Seth last year with him t- talking down to Kevin Owens for his failures at WrestleMania, <sighs> doing it again with Cesaro. So yeah, that was a waste of time. While Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were a part of like the most entertaining segment of the show. So mm-hmm. that should tell you where both of those feuds are at. But we got to move on <laughs> from SmackDown and talk about Raw, where oh I just have a question for you guys. Why, oh why, did the WWE oh. split up the Hurt Business? Oh my God, we want to know the same answer to you because it's retarded. Chrissy Love, Chrissy Love, I think this is a great question for the one, the only, Mr. Rants on this show. Top guy, JJ, he seems like he's fuming. I see smoke yes, yes. coming I out of his, his ears. Me too. Yes, yes I, I see, see it. smoke coming out of his ears. So, top guy, JJ, you have the floor. I'll let him sip. Yeah, you got to sip first. This is I that time it. where they make you really dislike Drew McIntyre. Like, they're doing all of this to make Drew McIntyre's moment. Like, like, like it's, it's, it's painfully obvious and painfully annoying at the same time. Like, why break up the best fucking thing that you have in the WWE? You break up the best spot for Shelton Benjamin and, and Cedric Alexander. Yes, yes. Now they're going to be Roderick, Star- Roderick Strong lost. There you go. Speak and, it. And, 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 and it's now for what? For what? To, to give a man that already had his moment in the yep. whole, he, he had the entire pandemic era. Yep. Say the it. entire Say era it. to himself. And Say then it. and then now we finally get our first celebrated champion that deserves it, that gets all the accolades, that has the look, that has everything that we need, just for them to look like they're gonna potentially turn it back over to Drew. Just because he can have his moment in front of a fucking crowd, mm-hmm. it wasn't nobody else's fault that that he didn't have this in front of the crowd. That Bobby Lashley had this fucking moment for seventeen years. So so now you gotta sit here and, and and make him look like this villain. I see what they're trying to do, but it is the in the dumbest way possible. They're trying to make him look like the invincible strong champion that doesn't need a faction, but the WWE needs the hurt business. Like, like, and, and it's the fact that you don't have the hurt business anymore. I don't give a fuck who you. I swear to God, I, I will, I, I will stop watching Monday Night Raw if Baron Corbin becomes a member of the hurt business. Like, I, 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 I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, yo, yo, they, 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 that shit pissed me all over. That whole, that didn't make any sense. You put Baron fucking Corbin in a scene. To take out Bob, to take out Drew McIntyre when you had him take out both Benjamin and Alexander, and Baron Corbin holds his own. Like, like, w- w- what message are you trying to send to us right now? This is just so, 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 so for 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 you guys, bravo to y'all for not watching WWE programming because you ain't missing shit. Yeah. 
this is fucking horrible. So, yeah. so, so the thing, uh, the thing about you guys that would be so phenomenal for y'all is if y'all watched WrestleMania without seeing these builds, this is a pretty damn good card. But just don't pay attention to mm. these fucking builds because these builds are fucking shit. These builds are shit. So it's really watching it for the card and my god, like why break up the hurt business? I don't fucking know why you break up the hurt business. There's no reason for it. None. None whatsoever. It was well, one of the best things on Monday Night Raw. It was the best thing on Monday Night Raw. It, it, it was they, the they, best they, thing in WWE. Yeah. yeah. No, Monday Night Raw. Raw. I don't watch Monday Night Raw. I know that was the best thing Like, listen, anybody knows how I feel about the Tribal Chief. That's that's my that yeah, I, I live in, the, I live I live and die by that Tribal. It chief. was the best thing on Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, yes, you're right. But you're right. like bad. you said, Baron Corbin uh, jumped Drew McIntyre to to cash in on Lashley's opportunity. So we're gonna see Corbin versus Drew on Raw, and then Fightful. Select came out with a report that it was Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon alone that made the call to split up the group. According of course to, it was. According to the, to the report, the members of the group were shocked with the news. Yeah! And, and Bobby Lashley were vocal in being against it. The two yeah. met with Vince McMahon about it and he reportedly dug his heels in even more and was set in his choice. Sources stated that McMahon's decision and sticking to that decision, even with wrestlers trying to talk him out of it, was a blow to morale. Oh my god. See what I'm saying? You don't even listen to about It's all about this McIntyre oh. moment. Like he, 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 he wants to be so right. 11 years later about Drew McIntyre being the guy that is at the expense of the best faction that they've had in this company in God knows how long. Well, we could have still kept them together and still he could have still lost though. So I don't I don't understand it. At, at, least, at, least them, at least the four of them will be able to go on Twitch and complain about it. So <laughs> <laughs> they made sure that couldn't happen. We got Jason Michael Campbell saying uh, I'm right there with you, uh, JJ. I'm tired of Drew McIntyre, and but he says I would love for Baron Corbin to be in the whole business. That would be awesome. Stop reading his comments. Why? 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 First of all, first of all, first of all, that's why. No, this is why. No, 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 no. Time out. Time out. You are not going to. You are not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna send my rant the wrong direction. What the WWE is doing is making us tired of him. Drew McIntyre is fucking awesome. But what they're doing in the positions that they're making us get ready for, for him, is annoying. Because he had the entire 2020 to himself. Yeah. Let somebody else shine in 2021. He doesn't need, he'll get this moment. There's going to, when the fans are back in attendance, they will constantly be back in attendance. Drew can have his moment. How about Bobby Lashley? Ah, well... We will. We, we'll how, to... how long is he champ? Sixty days, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it has. It's been a couple of weeks for for Bobby yeah, last yeah, month. By the time he defends it against McIntyre, but, so, you know what I'm saying so, it's, it's trash. Go ahead, sorry. Not All good. Right. Not good for for Bobby Lashley and this title. No, we have to no. talk about other things that we've missed in the past week, which is about 
ROH 19th anniversary show. It was a huge show for Ring of Honor with uh, Roosh defeating Jay Lethal in the main event. Ooh. After the match, LFI, uh, wow. the group attacked Jay Lethal. Uh, we had a brawl between Foundation and LFI with LFI standing tall. And then Brody King came down along with Tony Deppin. And then from behind, Chris Dickinson made his debut in Ring of Honor. And we saw the return of one of the ROH Pillars, the Godfather, the former ROH world champion, Homicide. They came out, they beat down LFI and Jay Lethal. They will now be known as Violence Unlimited. Stat King, you are the ROH expert. You were doing the reviews on Review of Honor with Ness every single week. What was your thoughts on Violence Unlimited debuting and this new group with the return of Homicide? Uh, Ness and myself really liked it. We loved it. Um, Brody King has, we, we have this progression for Brody King when he first comes into ROH, then he's tagging with PCO, then he's with Marty Skrull and Villain Enterprises. Villain Enterprises, you know, goes bankrupt for a very important reason. And Brody King is kind of listless. He's kind of just in, in the mix, but he doesn't really have too much of an identity. This gives him that identity. This is showing that Ring of Honor is putting... Putting, putting money, putting, putting time behind him. It's always, it's always a progression to see somebody take over as a faction leader. And him bringing in people from Ring of Honor's past, Ring of Honor's future in Tony Deppin, and the present, some, bringing somebody to just new blood, is something that's going to be really interesting when you consider that LFI does everything they can do to break the rules, and the whole question is whether or not honor is real. If Foundation yeah. was Foundation was trying to to prove that, and they have done that to a certain extent, they took the TV title, they took the tag titles back, but Jay Lethal fell short. The franchise fell short, and Roosh continues his path of dominance. So we're going to have to see what's going to happen with Violence Unlimited, but as starts go, really, really great, especially because they did not just lay out LFI. They, uh, Brody King went to give Jay Lethal a helping hand up off of the mat and then laid him back out with a clothesline. So viol viol anybody can get it in Violence Unlimited. It seems like they're equal opportunists, but Benno, you are a huge homicide <laughs> fan. What is your thoughts on the legend returning home? <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. I mean... I feel like Homicide was just like, they flew him in for the 19th anniversary show. Like, yeah, you know, we'll do something with this anniversary show. And then he was just knocking around. They're like, you know what? He's looking good. Let's put him in a stable. Let's do something with this dude. Um, you know, it's 15 years since his, uh, his peak at ROH. So I don't ex especially expect a huge amount, you know, in ring from Homicide. But what he can provide is, you know, credibility and a, a link to that ROH past. You know, I think ROH... In a lot of ways, like their benefit is they've got that deep history, you know, that 2002 to 2008-ish period that, you know, is the main thing that they big up when it comes to these anniversary shows, your punks, your joes, your homicides, or your Dalsons, all of that stuff. But sometimes it feels like a noose around the neck in that, you know, we're all always comparing them against that glory period. Um, yeah. It's not always <laughs> a good thing for ROH. And I don't think they do the best job of, you know, monetizing that glory period either ways why why has an honor all got, got got you know these old shows on you know it's it's a weird thing in that yeah it's like 
the two different companies, you know, modern ROH and former ROH. So I love that they brought Homicide in to bridge that gap, maybe, um, and you know, give, give a pro, give a stable like this a bit of credibility. I got to see Homicide do a cop killer on Jay Lethal. It was like I was fucking, I was eighteen again in, <laughs> you know, in New York in the Manhattan Center, or you know, in, in Chicago Ridge, watching watching that again. So that made the the old school ROH fan in me happy. And yeah, if if anything can 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 bring up all the fans like me it's stuff like that so yeah it was a great way to end the show and all in all i enjoyed the show i feel like it was one of those shows where you know i think ring of honor struggles for an identity as to who they are you know in, in modern wrestling with so much competition um but you know in so much pushing you know the, yeah there is there is but you know in push, pushing the lucha guys and having that great three-way on the show yes. you know setting these stables up and you know continuing to, to push Roosh. I think they're, they, they're getting a little bit more of a, an identity. I'd like to see more of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the show far more than I expected to. And yeah, a lot of it's probably just me, you know, in, 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 the, in the corner of my room, you know, wanting to bump uh, Beanie Seagulls, the truth, because homicide's out there, you know. So, hey. I, I'm happy hey. mood, so. it's been a good week in wrestling for me. Absolutely. Now, those ROH old school thieves. Yes, you gotta oh, love them. You gotta love them. Uh, who, mm. What was your match of the night for the 19th anniversary? Um, I suppose it's hard to to go any further um, than that three way. I would say um, I think it's it's one of them where if there was a live crowd there, if you know yeah. Bandido and, and Ray Horace and Flamita got to to do those spots, but in front of a crowd, imagine how crazy that crowd would go. Like I, I think I gave the match four stars in the end, but I probably would have given it you know four and a half if you've got like a, a load of people going wild uh, in the front row it's such a creative match you know it was just yeah. lo- lo- stuff that i'd not really seen before you know that yeah. that crazy move they did off the corner where all three of them kind of yeah <laughs> somehow all landed on the head at the same time you know <laughs> it's like a fall away slam spot wasn't it into like yeah. almost the canadian destroyer like a moonfall slam into a poison rana that was yeah. really yeah. basically they're all pinning each other with like the boot on each other. Oh, oh yeah, that was so good. That's <laughs> the type of stuff we want to see Ring of Honor do because even in the glory years, you know, Gabe Spolsky was never a big lucha fan, so we didn't really get lucha guys in the old Ring of Honor. These are the types of guys they've been pushing lately, and I think that's it, it, you can see the benefit. Um, so that's definitely my highlight of the show. Yeah, definitely a strong in-ring effort. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the entire show, but all the matches that I did see were very different from one another. Uh, especially, I got to highlight Christian versus uh, Draper. I thought that was a, a great way to use the pure rules <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a very cool way because uh, Draper just kept putting John, Jonathan Gresham in the ropes to make him lose his rope race. I thought that was creative. I was like, that's smart. I, I was like, I, I, I would figure more people would do that, but that was just, it felt creative to me. Uh, uh, Stat King, gotta ask you, what was your match of the night from 19th anniversary? Uh, speaking speaking for myself and us, because we agreed with him this one, <laughs> despite him despite him not wanting to, it uh, was Jonathan Gresham versus Dak Draper. That match was really, really good. And uh, it, part of the reason why it was so good is because a lot of people didn't have high expectations for Dak Draper. I mean, Jonathan Gresham is the octopus. It's the guy, like, it's one of the faces of Ring of Honor. It's one of the faces of technical, pure wrestling. So why is somebody like Dak Draper really deserve to be in the ring with him? And during that match, he really showed why. And the finish of that match is just absolutely incredible. Gresham goes for a tope suicida between the ropes, lands on Draper, but due to the size difference, Draper's like 6'5", Gresham's 5'4". Due to the size difference, he can't knock Draper over. So in his mind, he immediately 
locks on a sleeper hold. So he turns it into a tope sua sleeper, as, uh, as, uh, as Caprice Coleman called it. And that is forcing Draper to pass out on the outside. But he knows he has to get back in the ring. And so he climbs with Gresham on him. And he gets to the ropes, climbs into the ring. And as soon as he gets into the ring, because of everything he had to do, he passes out. Like, that's just an incredible, an incredible ending sequence. So definitely a match of the night for us. Mm. With the cheap plug saying <laughs> the ROH 19th anniversary review right here on True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Yeah, plug, plug, cheap, plug. Cheap, cheap plug. And then, <laughs> with, with, with the glasses on. And then <laughs> finally, what we missed was James Storm uh, defeated Eric Young in his 1,000th match on uh, Impact Wrestling this week. He also had in his corner America's most wanted Chris Harris. For all you old school impact, wow. what, a, what a week for old school impact and old school TNA wow. and ROH fans. You got Homicide and Ring of Honor. You got Chris Harris on Impact Wrestling. What a <laughs> week for the old school TNA and ROH fans. And yes, we we love the passion from Benno. I do want to do want to plug his social media right here at this point. You can follow him. He's always got witty opinions. And yes, he is a homicide mark. So, so we love him for that because he's repping in the UK for us in New York, repping for homicide. You gotta love it. But we got a couple of more news rundown before we get to preview and predictions. Of course, we gotta talk about Andrade's interview, excellent interview with Lucha Libre online this week, where he talked about a lot of different things. Andrade alleged that WWE pulled Charlotte from WrestleMania 37 after incorrectly diagnosing her as pregnant. Four days later, it turned out she indeed was not pregnant. They had to know their own uh, further testing. They had to do their own further testing to prove to WWE doctors that she was not pregnant as they never followed up. Andrade also said that he was getting paid $3 million per year which Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer thinks that he meant $3 million over five year, uh, a five-year contract gotcha. that he only did about three years of. Andrade then said uh, that Triple H proposed a return to NXT during the time before his release, which he turned down because he wants to be successful on Raw or SmackDown. Later, he did mention that he is open to returning after a couple of years. And then on social media, we got this week Andrade teasing that he is going to be signing with a new promotion. So I, I got to ask you, we talked about it more in depth last week. Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ, but I'll start with you, Chrissy. What are your thoughts on the new comments from Andrade, most especially WWE getting wrong that Charlotte was pregnant? So they confused COVID with pregnancy? Is that what happened? I, I, I can't I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> it had to if, if my understanding is right, it had to do with some kind of uh, hormone levels that were that normally go that normally start uh, increasing once you do get pregnant. Uh, and they thought that that was the case, but then like further testing revealed that it was just a regular spike in Charlotte's overall medical history. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Now, now, now that they're professional doctors and they know all of the information on your homework, <laughs> and they know, they know anything that happens in a woman, great. Wow, this just proves that you know that they're still fuckboys. So you know, whatever. WWE, a whole bunch of fuckboys. We're gonna make a T-shirt with Chrissy Love, like Chrissy Love's face saying that. Um, 
I love it. I'm it. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna get a give me a hoodie. Give me a sweatshirt. I love a good sweatshirt now. <laughs> Top guy JJ, what's your thoughts on uh the interview that Andrade did and Triple H proposing him going back to NXT and him turning it down? Good for Andrade. Yeah, I, it, it's good for him. good for Andrade, man. Because at the end of the day, man, it, 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 he knows it's because it, WWE is in such a position where they feel like they just hold all the cards to everyone's careers, mm. and, and and it's mm. good for wrestlers to say no. This is no, it's not okay for me to. I no. I what if I never want to come back there? Like, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what if I want to have my greener pastures elsewhere? There are other companies in the market that can make me happy. And the fact that, the fact of one, what you did to me in my career, because he, I'm glad he knows how talented he is because he is a phenomenal fucking talent. Like, mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. He, like we cannot spend enough time praising how ev- he has every single gift that there is to have. Like, he's charismatic. He's great in the ring. He has a great look. He is he he's starting to really get the English language down so he can be bilingual in so many different aspects and help the company in so many different ways. And WWE just completely dropped the ball with him. Why? Because be, be, because he's not 285 pounds, because he's not the stereotypical look of what they want in a guy. Like because they, he, he's not exactly what they envisioned in their champion. That's their loss. So let let them continue to have those losses and people continue like they 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 have their own vision and their own look and I'm glad Andrade sees that and he can have greener pastures elsewhere and no you don't timetable me for if I even want to come back to that company right I might never want to come back there don't be oh three to four like oh you're 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 giving me permission to wrestle <laughs> somewhere else. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you're, you're allowing me for a few years. Like, this is the negotiation that we're having. Like, we're, we're good that I go somewhere for a few years. Like, no, no, no. If the paths cross, the paths cross. But there's no timetable on this. Hmm. Understandable. We, we got to show the social media image here of Andrade teasing that he is about to sign. Oh, that is a sick necklace. Oh, my God. I love it. Promotion. So. <laughs> Looking forward to where he's going to go. We got to look forward, and we'll, of course, keep you uh, updated on that right here on True Hill Heat. According to John Alba, the reasoning uh, for the WWE holding off on the WrestleMania ticket sales was rather simple. WWE had not yet signed its contract agreement with the Tampa Sports Authority. In a contract Mm. obtained obtained by uh, Alba, it was noted that WWE didn't complete the contract until March 16th, which was the day after tickets were supposed to go on sale. According to a rumor from WrestleVotes, WWE is exploring not having a match for the WrestleMania 37 kickoff show on night one of the two-day event. As we see, we're going to have a WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. When they started saying that, I was like, oh, that's so cute. You're trying to make them feel better if they get robbed of a WrestleMania opportunity. Poor Street Profits, the Mysterios, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Otis. God damn it. Uh, WWE reported... When I seen that, I was like, oh, so this is what it's come down to. So, so we can okay. put Shane and Braun Strowman on fucking WrestleMania, but whatever. Yeah. I, I agree. Right. 
I fuck it. In a cage match, yeah. WWE yeah. reportedly sees the first entrance back in front of live ticketed fans as a very huge deal, and it appears they want to be uh, wanted to be uh, something big. And with this leading many to think Drew McIntyre will be the first big entrance to kick off the show, as he said in the past that he would like to be. In a related news, Sasha Banks said in an interview with WWE Germany that her match against Bianca Belair on WrestleMania Saturday will be the main event. Uh, Benno, I know you don't watch WWE once again, but do you, what are your thoughts on Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair being the main event of night one of WrestleMania? Yeah, it's the right decision, but I just wish they'd get out their own way. Like, how how easy a storyline was that to book? You know, <laughs> you get you got your number one contender world rumble winner against against your champion. Like, how many times have we done this? And they have to yeah. mess around. You know, speak it. Yeah, I've just been waiting for them to go. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Charlotte's available now. Let's throw her in. Let's make it a three way. Like, anything would shock me. <laughs> this point uh but it's the right call it is it should it should be the main event uh you know especially when you've got two nights to do it and it can it can be your night one main event um yeah th those girls absolutely deserve that spot and yeah it's great that it's going to be in front of fans as well you know let 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 if he wants to let drew open the show you know let him you know it's that's, that's he's gonna win. um yeah he's gonna get, i mean the other thing is well First person out there is probably going to be the most over person of the night. I'm actually, I'm kind of shocked that Triple H hasn't talked this way into getting a match on WrestleMania card, just uh -huh. so we can be that yeah. first guy to walk out and oh, get that please. Oh, <laughs> you know please. what he's like? He's like, we are taking over You're going to get one of our YouTube subscribers wild up. You're going to get Jason Michael fucking, <laughs> oh, you're going to get his, his stones yeah. going, man. Having Triple H on this Oh, his comment is coming, I'm sure. His comment is coming. Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on Sasha and Bianca? Seeming it seeming solidified that they are the main event of WrestleMania. Now that it seems that they want Drew to kick off the show. Um. So remember last week I told you I, I didn't really want to watch the show because you know I just didn't feel like WrestleMania was giving me anything now. So now I will watch it because the girls are main event and the girls have never no girls like this have main event before. So, I feel like I have no choice. They put my back against the wall. <sighs> With that being said, the storyline is trash, but I will still support my girls. There you go. I love it. I love it. Thanks. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, we got Jason Michael Campbell saying, I only know of old school LAX, so I'd love to see Homicide and Hernandez back together. Uh, we also got... Of Romeo, of course. WrestleMania without Mrs. WrestleMania won't be the same. We miss you, Queen. Yes. Oh, please. I miss you, Queen. He could he could turn that we into an I. <laughs> we got uh, fifth generation Carney saying if you have the chance to make history, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? you? That's hey, absolutely. Question. That's a great question. You know, I, I'm just gonna ask Chrissy, Chrissy, my love, like you know, listen, we 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 are on the same page about this. Yep. Let's let's have a let's 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 have more energy for the Sasha and Bianca for so for them to deliver. Like we they deserve this shit. They, they do. deserve it. it. And but it's they, not they, my this fault. WWE dropped the ball. We know that right. but we I'm celebrating the two women. Exactly. The two, the two the two women of color that actually any two people of color to get this spot. I right. am going to take it. I know they're going to deliver. They're going to deliver on, my, on that my, my story, I, I put it on my Insta story. Like, this is history. Like, this is this is something, like, girls have been, like, looking to do. Like, we had girls main event already, but now we have, this is a different kind of, like, 
level to this now where we have two girls, two young women of color doing this and two badass women, I must say, that are going to probably perform their ass off. They're going to probably get like a good 45 minutes, hopefully, to do something to close the show with a banger. I'm praying so, that... So oh, okay, Sam. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of minutes. That's, that's a lot of minutes. Is New Japan or AEW? That's a lot of minutes. I've never seen Bianca. It can be 45 minutes with entrances. With entrances. Oh, Lord. Big, 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 little easy. Yeah. 15 minutes to get down. Y'all know that. Y'all brutal. I mean, if you walk in Undertaker pace, maybe. But remember, she's going to be tired by the time she gets nah, to the damn bro. ring. Sasha's entrance is going to be at least five minutes. She is going to soak all of that shit I'm, in. I'm, and again, I'm, t- I'm talking about what, may, what ring entrances they're going to introduce. You know, they're going to like introduce both of them yeah. like big. It's going to be a big, big, big night, and it's going to be humongous. I'm sure she, if she could get Snoop to introduce her, she'd probably do that too. If she, if but I think Snoop is on bad terms with them right now. Nah, Snoop, anyway. is in the, Snoop is in the doghouse yeah, right now. Yeah, he's in the doghouse right now. He's in the so, doghouse right now. What I'm saying is, it's the the whole time they don't have to be in a ring that long. But yes, I feel like they should and will deliver something, especially in front of fans. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Gosh, guys. my head up. It's so early in the morning. No, I'm not getting your head up. No, no, no. First of all, I'm trying to look at I try to rile you up for this energy for this match because you would kind of deflate it. Like, don't be deflated. I mean, I was, though, but I'm happy. Hey. No, but I'm still happy hey. that they are going to main event. We got, we got it. Fifth generation Carney saying, thanks for the first good belly laugh of the day, yeah. Miss Love. Thank you. Yo, she, yo, she was so annoyed by her reaction. <laughs> she was like, whatever, yo. <laughs> um, we got one more piece of WWE news. William Shatner is the celebrity inductee in the WWE Hall of Fame. We, still do- we also got yeah, Titus O'Neil announced as the Warrior Award inductee. Shut up, Zane, Shad Gaspar. Oh my and, god, are you kidding me? But then finally, you have... He's hosting, other... why? What is this? I don't understand. Like, who, who is the committee? I swear, can I write a letter of complaint? The committee is Vince. The committee oh, so is the Warrior Vince. Award oh, is going to be... So, hold on, so the Warrior Award, <laughs> time out. So the Warrior Award is going to go to Titus O'Neil. So what's going to be introduced? He's going to be introduced by Hulk Hogan? They know how to turn chicken salad into chicken shit. Like, this they, they, like, why? Absolutely. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Um, and then finally, you have one more inductee, and it's none the other. Rob Van Dam. That's beautiful. Yo, that one is a good one. Yo, Rob Van Dam is so high. Great. Yeah. He's so high that he acknowledged his induction like three days after he was actually announced as the inductee. <laughs> like yo, three days later, he's like, "Oh, I forgot his post is captioned, but he acknowledged it literally three days later." I was like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" Hey, he's living his best life. He's got two <laughs> yeah. girlfriends, man. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone. 
Uh, AEW News, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, AEW has not used uh, Eva Lise because there was an issue between her and a few of the coaches. While they haven't been booking her, she also has not been let go. Very interesting, you know, with whenever we hear like backstage problems with uh, AEW, so always worth note. So we'll see if we see uh, Eva Lise in the future or not. Who knows? We'll have to uh, see. Maybe stacking. kind of been. They kind of been doing a little bit more with Diamante as a singles uh, yeah. act, and I was like, why? Why is that? And now that this this explains it. So, yeah, she also did like a Q and A on a line saying that they've been using Diamante more as a singles, and they haven't really been using her. But Dave Meltzer explained here, and uh, a piece of like additional uh, extra news we have. Triple uh, A, a very interesting situation. Apparently, Triple A weren't aware that Leo Rush defeated or was going was going to defeat Laredo Kid for the Triple A Cruiserweight Championship on MLW Fusion. They acknowledged the title change, but then they decided not to and just give back the Cruiserweight Championship <laughs> to Laredo Kid. So that is why Laredo Kid had the title on AEW Dynamite this week, and uh, Leo Rush actually retweeted this story and said messy as hell so yes sometimes the grass ain't always green on the other side, side yeah <laughs> he's, still got, he's still got the mlw title he's still getting done yeah. dirty out there in these streets bit of news and reaction is of course <laughs> wow I'm sorry, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's a belt. That's this a belt. week, New Japan Pro Wrestling debuted the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The title that would symbolize two of the greatest and the most beautiful, the most prestigious titles in the wrestling industry of the IWGP Heavyweight I need, Championship. I need, I need a of the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And they said they would make a belt that represents the best, that represents the strongest. What they didn't tell us was they did an experiment. I need a drink. Where they gave the IWGP Heavyweight Championship a penis, they gave the Diva Championship a vagina, and they married the two, they had a baby, and it was this. Dear God. Um, so that's the the two they had the they had the two separate belts and they made it to one right is that that belt? Correct. Correct. Yes. Just leave that leave that picture up for this real quick. I just need to say this with that picture up. What in the WWE is that? Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. This this feels like you know you met you mentioned the uh, the story with Leo Rush there and that feels very WCW that feels like you know Jushin Liger uh, losing the belt via tequila shot uh, to Juventud yeah. and New Japan just pretending that didn't happen. This feels very WCW as well in that like remember when like Nitro was clearly not the show it was in like the the end of nineteen ninety eight into nineteen ninety nine but we all kept watching it and then they changed the set. And they brought in like DJ Ran, and it looked different, and it felt different, and it was like, you know what? Yeah, this isn't my WCW anymore. This is New Japan's moment because New Japan, and I've been one of the last holdouts of like, no, it's still good, it's still good. Ghetto still knows what he's doing. Everything's fine. And now they bring this belt in, and it's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Maybe like it's shining daylight on the situation that yeah, New Japan hasn't been the same the last couple of years. They've made some 
crazy decisions these last couple of years. And I know it's only a belt, but I feel like it symbolizes something about what New Japan is in 2021. Title of it looked like um Cameron's belt that he used to wear with the pink um fur on his head. And you know you know the one I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. Why what, what dipset days? This yeah, is, there you go. The dipset yes, this is, this, is is what, this is what Cody and QT are gonna feud over. CJJ, <laughs> you gotta you gotta give this, you gotta understand. This is long term booking this is it's it's that's it, what it is cody can't have the world title anymore he gave the tnt <laughs> title to darby he needs to invent he needs to invent a new title for himself stop it 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 the only the only other thing i want to add is i didn't think go go ahead please the only thing i want to add is jay white would not have done this you all wanted god you all wanted this god to win at Wrestle Kingdom. Jay White would have never done this to us. Wow. He's preaching. He's preaching. He's speaking the truth. Benno, any uh, thoughts, comments, feelings that this IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and uh, will this will this further the divide? It seems like that that New Japan has created between Kota Ibushi. And the fans, because yeah. we all thought, I think years ago, when Kota Ibushi was on the quest and on the chase for the IWGP heavyweight champion, I think we all thought he was going to be the second coming of Hiroshi Tanahashi. He would just have mm. this relationship with the fans. They would adore him, be behind him. But this whole situation with the title has created this divide that has caused fans to not really view him the same. Tadahashi and Okada are against them in storyline. You got you got Will Ospreay having to attack his girlfriend to even get heat on himself. Right, right. Like it's a whole domino effect from this Abushi situation. So what's been your thoughts about it's all Abushi's yeah. fault? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like WWE though. It, it you know we say that about get out your own way with with, with booking. You booking Kota Abushi versus Will Ospreay. That's enough. We don't need this bullshit. We don't need the B Priestley stuff. We don't need this dumb new belt. Like the thing about the belt is what it represents as well. Like it's ugly as fuck, but it's they're just binning off the lineage of the of of the two belts that came before it to start this new belt in this new area in New Japan. And you know what? Like, yeah, they, they haven't given Kota Ibushi the run that that you would have expected. And I know we're going to get into it, but it wouldn't shock me if this becomes the Will Ospreay belt. You know, just to give give people more reason to give Will Ospreay shit, because Lord knows that man doesn't need any more reasons. This will end up being the Will Ospreay belt, and this is what we'll remember New Japan for in 2021. Unfortunately, or for I'm the just, better, I see. I'm like... just so confused right now. Um... That is now the worst belt in all of professional wrestling. Jeez. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, no, no, you're not gonna, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm not defending, I'm not defending this title in any way, no, this title, this title becomes the worst title in professional wrestling to me because of what it replaced. It replaced yeah. the most beautiful <laughs> thing in all of professional, like, like, like that belt was a symbol of, of excellence. That oh was the God. most gorgeous thing ever, 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 ever. And we get we get the Divas Championship made into the heavyweight championship. <laughs> and the like, Divas it, Championship it, was a is a horrendous belt, by the way. I hated it. First yeah, of all. I think so I we get that belt. That's one of the that belt. Twenty two years later. Yeah. 
Uh, Romeo says, great to have two women no, against no, each other in the main no, event. Ronda no. Rousey, our Lord and Savior, uh, paved the way. You know, I knew you. I knew SP. Oh my God. I knew SP was going to, I knew SP was going to pin the comic. So I agree. Um, Ness, Ness says, I love Ivelisse, but it's noted that she has attitude problems. Uh, it's definitely a reoccurring thing, and it sucks as a fan. We have Fifth Generation Carney saying, on New Japan's website, they explained the belt, which made me understand it, but it still hurts my eyes. No, I don't understand the explanation. Explain it. Explain it. No, no, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even want to yeah, do okay. that. Uh, no. John okay. Elite, John Elite says, God, that belt is atrocious. It uh, is. It is. Big Man Dog says that belt would look okay if the side plate matched the main plate. He says the square side plates are what make what makes it look absolutely horrible. So uh, I don't know. It, it looks like something a Power Ranger would wear. Dude, that shit looks like a custom <laughs> and not in a good way. And not in a good way. That shit looks like a custom title made on WWF No Mercy. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> you you, you really yeah, I, I, I know everybody <laughs> is against this, but you seem the most adamant about that belt. It sucks, yo. It replaced the most beautiful thing in professional wrestling. Yeah. That I, belt I needed no change. I agree with you, but we got to move on. Put your comments in the comment section because we want to know what your preview and predictions are for New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakara Genesis 2021. I'll run through the card. You know how we do with these major shows. We give our predictions for the major matches on the card. With New Japan, there's a lot of multi mm. matches as we usually go through. So we're going to kick off the show with Dookie uh, teaming up with Zack Sabre Jr. and Taishi to first John. Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. This is going to preview G.O.D. versus Dangerous Techers. You got Yoshihashi, Tomoyuri Ishii, Hiroki Goto, the never open weight six-man tag team champions, teaming up with Toriyano and Kajuko Okada to verse Dick Togo, Yuji, Yujiro uh, Takahashi, Taji Ishimori, Kenta, and Evil. This is previewing the never open weight six-man tag team title match between the Bullet Club and Chaos. You got Shingo, Tensuya Naito, and Sonata versus the United Empire's Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and a mystery uh, a new member of the United Empire. Benno, you watch New Japan as much as I do, as much as probably even J News of J News Japan does. So I will ask your opinion. Who do you think the ex of the United Empire will be on this night? That's yeah, tough, because I, I would have said one of Show and Yo, but they're later in the card, so... I do think there'll be some kind of angle there. For that, though, I don't know. Like maybe a, I suppose the borders are open a little bit with Bad Luck Farley on the show. Could it be a Robbie Eagles or somebody like that with a with a link to Osprey in the past? I've heard a lot of talk of uh, Toei Hanare. I think that that would make sense. That would fit yeah. the, the Commonwealth theme that they're kind of going for with this Osprey stable. I think it's going to be somebody of that level, probably. Yeah, I think that the, it's going to be Tori Adare. I think they've been doing a good job of kind of building his story with the losses and him getting frustrated mm. that that's going to pay off here with him being the ex for the United Empire. Uh, you got Kojima and Tadahashi teaming up to versus Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. This is previewing the feud between Tadahashi and Switchblade over the Never Open Weight Championship. And then the next match, we got to predict here. We got for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships is going to be El Desperado and Yoshinabu Kanemaru of uh, Suzuki Gun versus Rapangi 3K. First time in wow. well over a year, Show and Yo will team up 
as Yo returns to in-ring action, and they're going back after the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. They've won multiple times. I think they're three or four-time champions at this point, so they're really making their mark in the Junior Heavyweight division, but Sho has been on a roll as a singles competitor as well, so it's an interesting time for Yo to come back, but who you got here? Let's start with you, Stack King. Rompongi 3K versus Suzuki Yo. I'm I'm a known Rapongi 3K fan, so I wanna I wanna go with them. But a part of me also feels as though this could be a way to maybe cause an actual split in the group. Like maybe Yo Yo comes back, they lose the match. Show tries to say Yo came back too soon, something to that effect. There's a little bit of friction there, and maybe that's you know. But at the same time, there's not that many junior heavyweight tag teams, so maybe they do need to. They do need to get the, the belts and kind of cement that uh, you know Yo has fully returned. But I'm gonna go with I'll, I'll go with I'll go with uh, Rapongi 3K winning. All right, Benno, who you got, Rapongi 3K or Suzuki Goon? I'm going Suzuki Goon. I think yeah, to your point there, I think it's gonna be the 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 switch point for the, these guys as a tag team. It reminds me of a uh, Strike Force at WrestleMania Five when they they teamed them up after five months of not being wow. a team. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, Yo. we just reviewed that on Grapple. That's why it stuck in my brain. I just had them all. But I saw that <laughs> angle. Really, and I thought that's happening. He doesn't have Rick Martel on you. Oh, my God. It's coming. I don't know whether it's going to be Show or Yo. Who's going to be Rick Martel? But I, I, I really... I, I think they've hit the ceiling of what you can do with these guys as the tag team. There's two yeah. clear singles guys here. Wouldn't surprise me if Gedo just leaves them together again for another four years with the way New Japan's <laughs> being booked recently. But it's got to be done. Like, it's got to be done. You've got to do that turn. I would, uh, I would, who's I would your shout for the Rick Martel? Show or you? Yeah. Um... I'm gonna say show would be Rick Martel. He just he's just the one that has more character to them than uh yo. Yo yo I think is a natural baby face. When you look at someone like show against him, how powerful he looks, mm. how aggressive he could be, he just seems like the heel in this situation. Uh, so but yeah. I think that Gato don't care about no tag teams. <laughs> he don't care about no tag teams, but he's not like Bissick Man and not caring about no tag teams. No, it's to to Benno's latter point. He just keeps tag teams together way longer than they need to be. So I think Rapagi 3K re- regain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles here. Chrissy Love, who you got? Rapagi 3K or Suzuki Goon? I'm going to go Suzuki Goon. You're going with Suzuki Goon? Are you thinking the same thing as these guys? Rapongi 3K split here? Yep. I mean, I much, don't know much about them, but it sounds like the stats are against them, and they, they're, they're going to win it up and split at the same time. So, Absolutely. That's what that's what uh, Stat King should start saying. Whenever he does predictions, he should be like, <laughs> the stats are against you. I want Rapongi 3K to win because the stats, like they would be cementing themselves as one of the tag teams. But I would prefer it if they had the breakup. I just think they're going to keep them together long enough for them to break the Young Bucks record. The Young Bucks have the record for IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title reigns as a tag team, at least, because Rocky Romero has the most individually. But I think they're going to want Rapongi 3K to be that team. And they don't have another team in the running behind them as far as like Young Lions to come in replace their role. 
Uh, top guy JJ, who you got? Rapungi 3K or Suzuki Go? Oh, when I get a Strike Force reference, I'm definitely going with Suzuki Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, what? Strike Force? Yo, you hit me with I thought we should have gone Sean and Marty. You hit me with the 88 reference? You hit me with the 88 reference? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Suzuki Gun here. <laughs> Absolutely. And then finally, we have the main event of Sakura Genesis. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That's out of date. How do you replace that? Yeah. Abuchi will go one on one with the New Japan Cup 2021 winner. Look how happy he looks. Will <laughs> Who you got? Top Guy JJ. We'll start with you. Will Ospreay versus Kota Obushi. Yo, I hope they both lose because no one deserves that title. <laughs> Yo, they gotta keep this belt. They gonna un- I got I've been I've been on the, the Will Ospreay band. The fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Why do this during my prediction? <laughs> Yo I, I've been on the Osprey bandwagon for the past month and a half. But he don't deserve to carry that bullshit. That's Ibushi's burden. That's Ibushi's burden that he's going to have to carry for a few more months until somebody saves this company and resurrects the old title. Because that's Ibushi's... Look, he's the only one that needs to go through this bullshit. No one else needs to go through this crap. Uh, Chrissy Love, who you got? Osprey or Ibushi? Now, you know I love both these guys, right? You know, I'm, I'm a huge Bushi fan, but I feel like Will Ospreay is going to win. So he's going to have to have to take that trash ass belt, though. He's going to have to take the heat that comes with carrying that title. But, uh, trash ass belt. Say trash who, ass. Who you got? Osprey or Ibushi winning this one? And and I do want to ask because me, Chrissy Love, and Top Guy JJ talked about it, I believe, last week. What were yeah. your thoughts on the angle with Will Ospreay and B. Priestley? <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, they. they I mean, like I said before, like Will Osprey doesn't need the heat, and like he do, this is an easy match. It's Osprey versus Abushi. Yeah. Why do you need to complicate it with that tasteless garbage? Yeah, it was. It was yeah. unnecessary. It was desperate. Um, it was just yeah, not what this needed at all. And somebody should have been the grown up in the room to say this was a bad idea. Um, that, that aside, as a match, in the room. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You need that, you need that, uh, especially when Osprey's involved, unfortunately. Um, <gasps> but like, <laughs> look, he's not a smart man, we know that, we know that, yeah. you know that. He gets a lot of heat from my corner of the world, some of it justified, some <laughs> of it over- completely overblown. Um, and I think more of that heat's coming, because I do think he's going to win. I-, I think it would be very, again, talk about ghetto booking, he will ah! do this often, he'll put a belt on on a guy. This is an Osprey's crowning moment as a top guy in New Japan. It's a bit like what he did with Evil. You'll get the belt for a little while, and then later at some point we'll get the big Osprey run, say, like a Wrestle Kingdom or sometime early next year. I could see a few months run with Osprey to establish him as that top guy without yet making him that tippy top guy. So I think that's coming, and he's going to take that ugly ass belt with him as well. <laughs> and, and this would be an interesting way to get back to Okada in the title picture, which mm. he just seems to be. Running aimlessly in the in the wind when he's not involved in the heavyweight championship picture. So Osprey Redding kind of opens the door for that. Uh Stat King, who you got? Osprey or Ibushi? Uh 
I, I don't want to pick Abushi, but I really don't want to pick Osprey either. I said the same shit. It's just very difficult. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Osprey just because it opens up more options. It seems as though Abushi, even though he's had this title since January 4th, and we're only what two, three months. We're we about three months into it. It seems as though he's already kind of packed in an eight-month reign into three months. At least that's what it feels yeah. like to me for some reason. I, I don't exactly know why, but... Uh, and it's crazy, because he's really only, like... It was Sonata. Like, Sonata and, and then Naito. Like, that's really that's really been it. But I think Osprey opens up more avenues, and it's almost as though Osprey... Osprey needs the win more than Ibushi needs the win. Ibushi already had that moment where he, you know, beats Naito, and then, you know, Jay White... Uh, but so Osprey at least has that, and when Osprey gets that moment, it really does cement United Empire. That's really what it what it means, and I think that he has the ability to win the match with whoever whoever that person is that debuts, whether it's Robbie Eagles, whether it's Toa Hanare, whether it's somebody completely out of the blue. That group later in the main event, I think that makes Sakura Genesis the United Empire show, and I'll, I'll give it to Osprey. So we got Osprey, a couple of Ospreys, a couple of uh, Obushi. I'm going to go with Obushi winning this one, retaining the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Regardless of our feelings on how the title looks, we know that Ibushi and Osprey are two of the best wrestlers in the world. So they're going to go out there. They're going to probably get 25, 30 minutes and tear up this joint. And Osprey oh. has been on hell of a role like um, he had a match of the year candidate against Zack Sabre Jr. in the New Japan Cup match of the year candidate in the finals of the New Japan Cup against Shingo Takagi that five star uh, five star plus classic at Wrestle Kingdom versus Okada so Osprey has been on a hell of a level and so has Ibushi with his great matches at Wrestle Kingdom so this has all the makings of another match of the year candidate and we got fifth generation Carney in the comments on YouTube saying Benno calling it the Osprey belt Talk me into Osprey. So you're convincing people on this predictions and previews to go with uh, Osprey in the main event. You can watch New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakura Genesis on New Japan World, uh, the app. It's going to be available. I believe it goes live at 3 a.m. Eastern time, I want to say, or 4 a.m. Eastern time. You got to double check that, but you can definitely check it out. And we'll be back here on True Hill Heat YouTube channel going live with our roundtable review. It's going to be me, Jay News, and Phil Lindsay of Leecher Report joining us live to review Sakura Genesis. So you can keep in contact, keep up to date with what happened. And one more card that we got to do a quick preview and predictions for. I just want to hear your thoughts on the NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1 preview and predictions because we're going to be back with True Hill Heat 120 this coming Thursday, hours before TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. So we'll do a preview of that. We'll hear some thoughts on the WrestleMania lineup from from Miss Chrissy Love and Top Guy JJ. So tune in for True Hill Heat 120. But one more card before we get to True Hill Heat 120 is NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. In one of the matches I'm very much looking forward to, you're going to have a battle of the best technical wrestlers on NXT Pete Dunne going one-on-one -on -one with Kushida. This is like tearing at Benno's heartstrings because you got the <laughs> New Japan legend of Kushida versus your Brit boy himself, 
Peter English, uh, Peter England, excuse me, Peter, Peter Doom. So, <laughs> in this one, Benno. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is a match where, like, I think Pete Dunne's had, he, he's had a weird couple of years, and I feel like he, this recent run on NXT, he's felt more like himself. You know, yeah. they've stopped. He stopped messing around with that non-league NXT UK garbage, and now he's in proper oh. NXT. Like I'll say, I'm the Brit. I can say oh, that it's the way. Yes. It's the absolute way. Fired. Um, yeah, fuck that show. Um, but uh, NXT itself has brought something out of Pete Dunne recently, um, and yeah, it's gonna be a banger. I love Kashida. It feels a it feels a little bit thrown together, but at the same time, these two oh, are gonna go there and kill it. They're gonna kill it no matter what, aren't they? Whatever the scenario is around it. So, yeah, I think I think it's a pick'em really, but it's probably Pete Dunne. They don't seem to be that high on Kashida, um, so I, I'd go with a Pete Dunne win on this one. This seems like two guys that are like the perfect opponents for each other because this is gonna be technical. Totally. It's gonna be hard hitting. It's gonna be stiff. I agree with Benno. Pete Dunne needs the win here, so I think he's gonna get it. Although Kushida needs the win, but they don't like Kushida, so I'm convinced of that. After going for him at Vengeance <sighs> Day and him losing to Johnny Gargano, who was a chicken shit heel for all of the 18 months uh, before and then the months after that, but yeah, he looked like the old school Johnny Takeover in that match because he was going against Kushida. I'm convinced they don't like Kushida, so. Stacking, who you got? Kushida versus Dunes. I'm going Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn for the win. Bitter end. Top guy, JJ. Oh, Pete Dunn all the way. I mean, yeah. I think I covered all the points on Kushida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who you got, Chrissy? I mean, I won't be mad who, which, whichever one wins, to be honest. Um, But I'm going to go with Pete Dunn, even though Kushida should win. But go ahead. Pete Dunn. Babu. In one of the most convoluted messes in NXT history, you had the announcers this week on NXT go through three pages of an explanation of a 12-man battle royal, which the last six competitors would be in this gauntlet for the number one contendership for the NXT North American Championship. And those contestants are Isaiah Swerve Scott, Leo Ruff, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, <laughs> Loomis, and L.L.A. Knight. So, who do you think wins the Gauntlet Eliminator at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver? Let's start with you, Top Guy JJ. Oh, God. My heart wants to go with L.A. Knight. My heart wants to go with L.A. Knight, but I think it's too fast to pull that trigger. I'm going to go with the... I, I don't know why they high on him, Dexter Loomis. I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis winning this gauntlet for whatever fucking reason to go on to have a regular ass match with Johnny Gargano on night two. Calling me not intrigued. Yeah, I don't think any anybody would be intrigued by that, but Chrissy Love, who you got? Cameron Grimes. That's who I'm going with. If you don't make sense. Go with my heart. Cameron Grimes. It's, not, it's probably not going to happen, but that's what I want. Yep. Toodaboo. Yep, there we go. <laughs> uh, King, who you got in this uh, gauntlet eliminator? I'm going to go with LA Knight because he's got that. As, as, as soon as, as, as much as you're saying, yeah, it's too soon to pull the trigger on him. that name. That name is I mean, so, trash, though. There was nothing wrong with Eli Drake. <laughs> but, but LA Knight sounds so much better Absolutely. because it's, co- it's copyrightable. But. 
I would go with LA Knight because, yeah, while it is he is brand new to NXT, that is kind of what NXT has done over the years. They've kind of propelled people, especially new signings. They've given them that, that spotlight moment. He doesn't have to win the match, but giving him that spotlight moment helps solidify him in front of crowds. Makes sense. And then finally, Benno, who you got in the gauntlet eliminator here? I think we all lose because Dexter Loomis is in the match. But yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, I saw the TV show Dexter. I've seen this done. I don't need it on the TV. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's awful. Awful. I don't know what this. He symbolizes what NXT is now in, in 2021. Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to force me to make a pick, because I was a big Shane Strickland guy, I'll go as I Swerve Scott because that's the match I'd most want to see. Uh, but I, it's probably unlikely. Yeah, we got a couple of people going with their heart, a couple of people going with their brain here. Uh, my heart is saying I want Bronson Reed to win because I feel like he's been on the cusp of getting an opportunity at the North American Championship. But my head is saying they've been building Dexter Loomis to get this opportunity. He's been feuding with the way. Unfortunately, yeah. they are going to burden Johnny Gargano. We just got Johnny Takeover back last takeover, and they're going to take it away from us and give him Dexter Loomis. So that's what's going to happen. Next, we got to talk about the NXT Tag Team Championships is on the line as it's going to be MSK versus the Grizzle Young Veterans versus Legato Del Fantasma. This comes off the heels of Danny Birch getting an injury that will put him out for six to eight months. But wow. him and Oni Larkin had to relinquish the NXT Tag Team titles. So now we have the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2021 MXK. The finalists, the Grizzle Young Veterans, the last two years, and Legato Del Fantasma, who got to the semifinals in the tournament. Benno, who do you got in this triple threat match? GYV, MSK, LDF, who you got? I've got to be a homer on this one and go GYV. Uh, Zach Gibson's from, from my part of the world, uh, Liverpool up here in England. So, yeah, those guys. I, 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 again, I love that those guys have escaped to, to NXT proper. James Drake has proved a lot of haters wrong. Um, they're a great team, and I'll go with them. I, I, you know, I do enjoy Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wilde, but, yeah, that, that's my pick. Understandable. Stag King, who you got? I don't know if they, I don't know if they do this in, in NXT, but uh, go, with, go, with, go with MSK. MSK, a little old school rascals for you. I'm going to go with GYV in this one. I'm going to agree with John Elite as well as fifth generation Carney GYV all day that's voting with my heart. I, I think it's voting with your brain as well because yeah. uh, they, I, I think that MSK, if they were going to win outright, they would have been one from Birch and Lorgan. But they wanted to hold, kept, keep holding off on it because they want to build to this big moment for them to win the tag team titles. So it makes sense for them to hold off on it, have GYV get their chance, and then MSK down the road can beat GYV for the tag team titles. Uh, Chrissy Love, who you got? MSK, GYV, or LDF? I'm going to go with GYV for the win, friend. Me? That's a good one. We got another one with GYV. All right. Top guy, JJ? And and this is why um yeah this is WWE shit so I'm going with MSK to just <laughs> cat, they're just gonna catapult MSK right to the top of the food chain and just shit on GYV again for like the 97th time because they they deserve a run at these tag titles but they never seem to get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. 
So that's fair. And now we got the, in my opinion, a double main event for night one. The NXT United Kingdom Championship will be on the line as Volta, the longest reigning champion oh. in NXT UK history, as well as the longest reigning champion in all of WWE, going one-on-one with the former NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. The, the man that ages so badly. Yo, like, what um, happened? Like, why does he have a head full of hair now? Yeah, like, he just was don't bad. Go yeah, yeah, I don't Take know why. the hair, like, that. what's so, happening right so now? Badly. Dude, um, oh, man. Let's start with Chrissy That's Love. grandpa. Who you got? Volta versus Tommaso Ciampa. This one will, this one is, is a match that everyone is looking forward to. And yeah. a lot of people is calling the most must-see match of WrestleMania week. Um, I definitely could agree with you there. However, I'm going to go with Volta for the win, friend. Um, I don't see Grandpa uh, Champa winning this match right now. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. Um, Grandpa Champa needs to just go sit down for a couple of, you know, he's not, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what happened after he came back. It's just, it's been kind of downhill for me. I don't know. Well, he has been cutting better promos. He's very yeah. motivated in this. In this, but they just not letting him win. And he like uh, okay, go ahead. Nah, really. Yeah, uh, Dr. JJ, who you got, Champa or Walter? Uh, Tommaso Champa, damn sure ain't winning the UK Championship. That's a hell. That's a dub. Um, Walter is definitely winning this match. This match is gonna be a banger, though. This match is gonna be really good. But Champa ain't winning this title. Benno, who you got, Champa or Walter? Yeah, it's what we always imagined. Uh, the, the guy from Boston versus the guy from Austria fighting over the <laughs> United Kingdom Championship. It's what we all want in the UK. We're all right. sitting on our living room singing God Save the Queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love Walter, though. We do. We do love the Wal- We do love a bit of Walter over here. And he, he never disappoints in a big singles match. So no, uh, I think never. I think it's a, it's a Walter win, and I think we get the match of the night. Definitely here. Absolutely agreed there. Stacking? Going with Walter. And uh, Benno, like how... Uh... You're talking about Pete Dunne escaping NXT UK. Look at the look at the mm. UK title escaping NXT UK. <laughs> oh, that's escaping. Should have been called Takeover Escape. Um, we got John Elite in the comments saying that uh, he's gone with Walter. I agree with you guys, unanimous Walter for the win. We also got John Scott, my co-host on Powered 4 SP3, saying Walter to get the W for me for Powered 4 Showcase. We will be showing Walter in a in our main event match. Eight matches, 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. on the hour. So. <laughs> Little plug there by John yeah. Scott, good man. And we got uh, Romeo saying Volter has a title defense the next day against Rampage Brown. Yes, yeah. NXT UK. So we'll see if he makes it out this week as NXT UK champion. And then finally, we got the main event for TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. It's going to be Io Shirai defending oh, the NXT Women's Championship against Raquel Gonzalez. It was back at Ooh. TakeOver War Games that Raquel Gonzalez defeated Io Shirai in the female War Games. Uh, since then, Raquel Gonzalez has been dominant. She's defeated Rhea Ripley, sent her packing to the main roster. She right, has yeah. won the Women's Dusty Cup. She's been the first ever women's tag team champions for like less than an hour. Um, and now she gets an opportunity, an opportunity at the women's championship. And after making Io Shirai look like an absolute chump on NXT this week, 
Who do you got winning this one? Shirai versus Gonzalez. Let's start with our special guest, Benno. Um, I think it's going to be Gonzalez. I think we want to, you, you want a big title change, I suppose, on a, you know, create excitement for night two, um, give, give everyone a big moment. And yeah, they're clearly, clearly behind her, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I'm going with her. I, I love uh, Io Shirai, but I think you can, you can do rematches and there's, there's more money in this feud as well if you it's go that route. So yeah. For a year. Uh, exactly, exactly. There's more that the they, can, they can get at this because I don't want Io Shirai to go to the main roster. So I'm all for them getting more out of this feud. Uh, Stacking, who you got, Raquel or Io? I'm also going to go with Raquel Gonzalez. You, you're gonna, I, they, they do seem like they want her to be some, really something big in yes. NXT. She's slowly been getting more and more uh, long-form matches, which mm-hmm. is something that you need to have under your belt if you're going to be a champion. In NXT, you got to be able to show that you can carry a feud and carry matches. And she's, I, she'll what? She'll be the first. Uh, oh no, Ember Moon is technically the first to hold the NXT uh, Women's Championship and the yeah. NXT Women's Tag Champions. But still, being the being the second person to do it's no slouch either. Absolutely, top guy JJ. Yeah, I mean, you can't can't go any other direction than Raquel right here, man. Um, you can't make her basically beat Rhea Ripley. You can't have her be on the tear that she's been on for the past eight months just to come up short. EO right. is the baddest chicken in NXT, and we know this already. EO is fully, fully, fully established already. Mm-hmm. It's time to pass that on and, and start to build that division even bigger than what it already is because that division is awesome. Um, so let's just keep it going. And just keep that torch and give Raquel some new blood, some new rivalries. Because EO has ran her course. She's done a great job. Miss Chrissy Love, Raquel or EO? Uh, Raquel for the win. Please, please, pretty please. We are begging the wrestling gods. She needs to win because our girl has done it for a whole year. And she's done great. But it's now time we push this girl She's been doing so much. Raquel has been in the forefront of everything, and she's sending girls packing. It's her time to shine. And Romeo in the comments, and Raquel going for first ever women's NXT Triple Crown, Dusty Cup, Tag Champ, Women's Champ. Yes. There we uh, go. And, and he, he did also confirm, though. That yes, I made that up. Yes, I. Did. <laughs> so, I yeah, I, but I think yes, I agree with all of you. Raquel Gonzalez gets the victory here, becomes the new NXT Women's Champion. So that is all for our preview predictions for NXT Takeover Standing Liver Night One. We'll go live for the final Wednesday Night Warriors on Wednesday following NXT Takeover Standing Liver Night One, as well as AEW Dynamite. I'll be there with Chris G and Ness. We'll have a whole party to celebrate the end of the war between NXT and AEW. But we have well, I think to be on that show to be the last one. You, you, never had a, you never had a girl on there, so they got to get, get on there. There you go. <laughs> we have to thank, though, our special guest on this episode, True Hill Heat 119. Benno, you were great. Thank you for adding so much. You watch Ring of Honor. You, you're, you, you even you know, appeased us with talking about WWE. Yes. <laughs> so we always appreciate that. All your thoughts on AEW and New Japan as well. And you talk about all this stuff on your podcast. So please tell the people where they can find you on social media and everything that you're doing in the wrestling media world. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you want, if you want to hear some some more hate, uh, head to WWE's direction. Uh, <laughs> Grapple uh, is is our podcast. Grapple Spotlight. You can find that on uh, any podcast provider. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Grapple as well. And yeah, we just cover the world of wrestling uh, every Monday night. And yeah, we do throw some nice. uh, some WWE in there as well. And then also, yeah, I'm headed over in a few seconds over to postwrestlingcafe.com where we're uh, on the British Wrestling Experience about to uh, interview uh, WCW announcer Gary Michael Capetta. So you can join me over there as well but I just want to say yeah, I had a great time this afternoon what a way to spend that afternoon with uh, with you guys you made me feel at home uh, it's been a great time so thanks so much for having me on of course I think that we need to have like a super show have you and Steph on the show next yes. time yes. we're going to have yes. a real party it's going to be a real <laughs> party and a lot of shenanigans will go down but that thank you so much you were a lot of fun as our special guest and you're welcome back anytime mm-hmm. Miss Chrissy Love, Thank please you. tell the people where they can find you. I'm Installation Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me Miss Chrissy Love underscore or just Chrissy Love. I am on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. And that team. You can find me oh. covering Ring of Honor. Uh, oh, <laughs> you, you can Sorry. find no worries. You can find me covering <laughs> Review of Honor with uh, my co-host, a three-time three-time, three-time baby-making champ. Ness, we talk about everything that happens in a Ring of Honor ring. And uh, you can also catch me on Dark Power, where I cover AEW Dark, Dark Elevation, NWA Power, and MLW Fusion. You don't sleep like SP. He covers a lot. (laughs) He's watching a lot, a lot, covering all the bases. Uh, Top Guy JJ, where can they find you? Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ on Twitch. I'm coming up there soon, very soon on Twitch with the with the True Hill Top Guy JJ on Twitch. I'm I'm getting into my Avengers and my 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 PS5 streaming very soon. So yeah, get got get my gaming on, you know. But nice. yeah, very nice, very nice. And you can find me on Twitter at True Hill SP3. You can follow the gang True Hill Heat. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, drop us a like. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. Of course, if you haven't already, push the subscribe button. Almost over 45% of you watching this video do not subscribe. So push that subscribe What's wrong button. With you? Hit get the it bell. Press all so you always get notified because we got a lot of great content coming out throughout the week. We got our whole big lineup. Next up is tomorrow, Sunday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going live with our New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakura Genesis Roundtable Review. We'll be here with Phil Lindsay of Bleacher Report. And we're back on Monday for True Rewind 45 WrestleMania 12. So. Oh, okay. I got to be on that one, too. <laughs> Chrissy Love just wants to be on everything. So for the our special guest of Post Wrestling and Gravel Podcast, the one, the only, Benno, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Awesome. For, for the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love, for our resident True Heel Alcoholic, Top Guy JJ, for the Stat King, the man of a thousand and four numbers, it is me to do. <laughs> Your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 119.